0: Hey guys. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru podcast. We're going to go through our round 13 rapid review. Only five games of footy this weekend. Of course, we've got State of Origin just around the corner. So we'll go through those five games. We did an Instagram live last night. The audio of that is already out. We also dropped our thoughts on this Payne Haas injury situation. Uh, to me, on Friday at training, watching it live, it looked very, very bad. But uh, by the looks of New South Wales Rugby League, it looks like Payne Haas will be okay. So very exciting news. News there just a quick five minute podcast there to drop my thoughts on that one a little bit earlier today, but let's get stuck into round thirteen of the NRL, the first major buy round. A stack to get stuck into here. The first game: the Dolphins twenty six over the St George Illawarra Dragons twelve. Uh, I actually thought the Dolphins were. I actually thought the Dragons were a really good chance to get it done in this one. They started very very well. Jack Bird crossed for the first try in about the fifth minute. I sort of thought, "Fuck, I'm onto something here." Uh, And then the Dolphins just do what the Dolphins do. Jermaine Asako scored two tries in this one. He was tremendous. I think he's one of the most improved players ...in this competition. The Goat, Marky Nichols, he also crossed. And Anthony Milford, who I thought was in really good touch. A pretty soft try, to be fair, scored by the Milford there. One that the Dragons will be uh, pretty filthy on. Uh, But yeah, look, I thought the Dolphins were the better side. I did think the Dragons were a really good shot uh, to pull an upset here. Uh, We obviously had a sin bin at one point uh, with Jack DeBellin... uh, ...who was obviously the captain of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I do think uh, that that one had an impact on this game. We thought there was a chance of JDB... Uh, would be facing a suspension. It looks like it will only be a fine. So that is uh, a big positive for the St. George Illawarra Dragons that they will get their current captain uh, when Ben Hunt isn't there back next week. Uh, Yeah, look, a really solid performance by the Dolphins. This is sort of... What we come to expect from them, and you've got to keep in mind that um, they're without their first choice fullback, their first choice halfback. Um, Obviously, Sean O'Sullivan still injured. Hamiso gone off to represent Queensland, the Origin Arena. Cody Nicorima jumped in at one, which I personally thought wasn't the right decision. I would have gone for Isako. uh, And, you know, Cody Nicorima well and truly held his own. Isako was fantastic out on his wing. I know Osako's getting a lot of raps, but I'll tell you what, the bloke inside him, I know that he's got, you know, he can find an injury, he can find a mistake, he can, you know, sometimes defensively struggle. But Branko Lee, he has got some of the most underrated hands in rugby league. And, you know, it's not that he's a fantastic ball player or anything, it's just he understands timing. He never holds the ball for too long, Branko—he never lets go of it too early. His timing just always seems to be perfect, and he's a big reason why Jermaine Asako is having such a brilliant year because he just—he gets most things right in attack, Branko. Like, it's why I've always liked him. He's just got something inside him where he just—he just knows when to release the ball, not to hold it for too long. And it sounds really simple, uh, but you see guys fuck it up all the time. And I'm sure if you were to ask Jermaine Asako about his centre pairing there. I reckon he would praise Branko until the cows come home, because he always just seems to get the ball with the exact right amount of time to be able to cause havoc. So, shout out to those two on that edge. A combination that wasn't in first grade last year, or a combination that was in teams that weren't going super well and still couldn't get into their side. So, congratulations to him, and it's just got Wayne Bennett written all over it. Uh, Jeremy Marshall-King, I thought he was fantastic. Once again, he's an absolute gun. He's you know he, He's got to be right up there when it comes to signings of the years. I know, obviously, the Dolphins have got a whole team of signings but he has to be right up there I thought Lemuelu was fantastic got through a heap of work once again he's also been a great signing for them so yeah this is who the Dolphins are guys uh, I doubted them the other night uh just because I thought the Dragons would be up for this one. But they got the job done, so shout out to them. The Dolphins doing great things. For St. George Illawarra Dragons, I thought Jacob Little was really good. I'd like to see him given more minutes in this side. I think that he can really blossom into something. Toby Couchman scored a try as well. Or uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons Jr., who they rate very, very highly, did some good things, as did Jack Bird. I thought Lomax was strong. Um, So, yeah, obviously they handed the keys to these young guys, and there was moments there I thought, fuck, they're going to absolutely light it up here. Uh, But, yeah, obviously still a lot to learn with the Dragons, but I do think that they just genuinely came up against what is a really good footy side, and we need to start appreciating uh, who they are. Okay, the Friday night game, the Parramatta Eels 24 over the Cowboys 16. I'll be perfectly honest with you, I did not enjoy this game. Um, the Eels got the job done. I thought they were pretty average. I think they'd be very disappointed with their performance in this, despite getting a win. One of my favourite sayings is that good teams win ugly, or good teams play poorly and find a way to win, which the Parramatta Eels did here, which you've got to do sometimes. Uh, but when you consider the guys the Cowboys had out, and the Eels had their entire sp- Spine, I think they would have uh, wanted a better performance. In saying that, they don't win this game without their spine. Moses, Dill, Brown, Gutho all had solid games. Just wasn't. Um, it just wasn't anywhere near what we know Parramatta can do. The team that went all the way to the grand final last year that has toppled the Panthers on a number of occasions. Uh, we just know they've got more in the tank, and that's what's so frustrating about this side. I thought Wittemoe Greg though, he was fantastic. He had a huge game for the Eels. Obviously, Joe offerhand he joined the club. Uh, I think it was a quarter, a hamstring or something. He got in. Injured very early in this game So he left uh, And Witter McGregor really stood up Scored a good try And one night He was very damaging Jermaine Hopgood Got through a stack of work God he got through some work Jermaine As he usually does uh, But yeah When he's forced to play big minutes He just loves nothing more then rolling up the sleeve and going at it. And I thought he was fantastic. Uh, Just going to check how many minutes Jermaine Hopgood did play. Made about 50-odd. Yeah, he did the full 80, Jermaine. So absolute weapon. You look at his stat sheet. 21 runs, 159 metres, 32 post-contact. 45 tackles. Very good knock. Missed a few, to be fair. Uh, Came up with a couple of offloads as well. Uh, Very, very good game from Jermaine Hopgood on the way to a Parramatta victory. Uh, He obviously had Brycey Cartwright and Matt Dory that held down their edges. I thought both were solid there. Um, Josh Hodgson only played the 31 minutes. Brendan Hands played the 50-odd. Yeah, I mean, the the question mark's still coming up about who should be the Parramatta full-time nine. If it is better off going with Brendan Hands, or do you run with the experience of Josh Hodgson? I don't know. I I think they look really good when Hands is on the field. I still think Josh Hodgson has a role to play in this team. Uh, But once again, we said at the start of the year, is it going to be a perfect combo? How's it all going to gel? I think it's done well. But I do think they look better when Brendan Hands is on the field. So an interesting one there. Shout out to Luca Moretti, who made his first grade debut. A kid I coached when he was a teenager. Uh, Really, really good to see. Always been very talented. And hopefully, he can kick on from here. I thought Bailey Simonson was really strong as well. 20 runs for 170-odd metres. Two line-break assists, a try assist. I thought he was very strong. And Sean Russell as well, a guy that... You know, came into first grade, looked great. Injuries completely derailed him. And, um, yeah, really good to see him back in first grade. Seems to score a try every week at the moment. Uh, so doing very, very good thing. So Parramatta, get the W during a buy round. It's all you really want. Uh, you just want to get away with a W and move on. But, yeah, I think performance-wise, they won't be stoked with how it all went down. I think they know that as a side, they can perform better. Uh, the Cowboys on the other side of the park. Look, uh, obviously missing a number of troops. Had to debut two guys in their back line. Which makes life very, very difficult. Um, obviously, lost their 5'8. Tommy did and lost Val Holmes. Lost Toolungi. Still without Jason Talmalolo. So, uh, a lot of holes left in this side. Um, and look, it, it was an improvement on last week. Yeah, and I mean, I know that's not saying much. Obviously, conceding 66 points to the West Tigers, it was an improvement on last week, which, as I said, you're not ticking any huge boxes there. Uh, but I thought they were pretty good. I, I thought Drinky came up with some good plays. When I say they were pretty good, I as in, in comparison to last week, they were still so far off the boil um, compared to where they were last year and what we expected from this side. Just once again, coming back to that point, it's very, very hard to stay at the top and that's why there's not too many teams that have stayed at the top for a long period of time. I thought Drinky obviously scored a try himself, had a hand in a few others, two try assists, three line break assists, did some nice things, threw a ball to Mike Sivo, uh, to um, Kyle Felt at one point. Sivo sort of got you know, lost in the headlights between Interceptor and Mate the Tackle. They got away with one there. Cole Felt scored two tries, did some good things, Felt. Uh, but I, I still think defensively, when good teams go up against the Cowboys, he's the guy that you can pick apart on that edge, which worries me. Uh Zach Labor. First-grade debut, I thought he looked really good. Did some good things. Um, showed a lot of effort throughout his plays. I just oh, – I was impressed with him. So, congratulations to Zach But I wouldn't be surprised next year if you do see him take the full-time spot of Peter Hiku, who, um, I don't know, once again – defensively just wasn't fantastic Hiku uh it's been weird watching him over the last year or so it's it's almost like he's carrying an injury or something's going wrong there I just I can't work out what's going on with Peter Hiku and I personally think the Cowboys have made the right decision uh by letting him go at this point the other guy that made his debut Robert Derby very impressed 25 runs for 215 run meters 60 odd post contact four tackle breaks he was very very good Robert Derby I think he's a guy with a future in our game uh who else was I thought thought Reese Robson was solid once again he got Got through uh, a good work, a good amount of work in his 80 minutes. He was very good. I thought Helam Lukey bounced back well as well. Played 70-odd minutes in this game. Was very, very disappointing last week. Got hooked after about 25, 30 minutes last week. Bounced back. Set up a, a try for drinky. Just showed the thought of ath- athleticism that he has. Uh, he was very good. Uh, and, yeah, outside of that, guys, the Cowboys look better than last week. Still so far off where they want to be. I'm not quite sure. Uh, how the Cowboys solve their problem at the moment. When you have a look at the ladder, Cow's in second last spot. I mean, the Tigers um, are now on equal points at the, as them. To be fair, the Tigers have had two buys, though. Uh, the Cowboys haven't had a buy yet. So, uh, yeah, but just not not a great situation for the Cow's. Uh, eight losses, five wins so far this season, uh, which when, when you say it like that, eight wins, five losses, it's not great, but it's not a disaster either when they have got buys to come. But just their football, it just doesn't look like the North Queensland Cowboys. And just as you think, oh, maybe they've turned the corner. Um, And yeah, to be fair, Origin arrived at the worst possible time for the Cowboys. Just as you thought, maybe they're starting to get back to themselves. Uh, But that is the NRL at the end of the day. You've got to be up every single week. All right, let's move to the two games on Saturday. The first one, the Brisbane Broncos, 26 over the New Zealand Warriors, 22. Uh, Enjoyed this game. Obviously, always good to be back in New Zealand for some football. Um, I'll start with the Broncos first. I thought Adam Reynolds was tremendous. He was everywhere. Um, I, I said a few weeks ago on the podcast, and I stand by it, that if something was to happen to Nathan Cleary, I would bring Adam Reynolds into this New South Wales side in a heartbeat, and that's knowing that Nico Hines is already in the squad. I just think that the control that Adam Reynolds has, I genuinely think he's playing his best footy that he's ever played at the moment. Um, he's more complete than what he ever has been at the moment. So shout out to Adam Reynolds. He was fantastic. And I think the Broncos well and truly lose this game if he was not on the field. His kicking game was tremendous. I think he set up two tries in this one. Ezra Mam, I think he set Mariner up for one too. He was very, very good, Adam Reynolds. And he, uh, he crossed the stripe at one point, had the try taken off him, which I did think was a fair call. Uh, Tristan Saylor, I thought he was great as well. He made a try-saving tackle at one point on Rocco Berry, who we'll talk about soon, who was very, very impressive. Uh, Katoni Staggs, whilst it wasn't a game that he lit it up, 12 runs again. That's what we want to see. I hate when you see Katoni Staggs in single digits for runs. Uh, 12 runs, 143 metres. He had a line break at one point, two tackle breaks, uh, but that's what you want to see from Katoni. You just want to see him with his hand on the ball. 44 post-contact off 12 runs. We'll take that every day of the week. So hopefully Katoni can take, keep that up. I thought Dean Mariner was fantastic. Uh, scored a really... What he he score? Two tries in this one? Um, yeah, two tries in this one. Swooped up on a loose ball at one point uh, and went the distance. Very, very impressive, and uh, you know, a very young guy who I do think has got a big future in our game. Uh, and yeah, look, Jordan Rickey got a try, which I probably thought was a forward pass. I'm interested to hear what you guys thought of that one, uh, but yeah, I definitely thought it was forward, personally. And a couple of guys came off the bench. Uh, Xavier Willison, I think he's got a big future. I really like this look at this kid. I, I don't know why he hasn't been given more opportunity, and he was only given 18 minutes the other night, to be fair. And Pierre Cura, who came on and jumped on the left edge, he sort of first forced Kurt Catewell back into the Middle, uh, I thought he was fantastic as well. I've told the story a few times. We were talking to the great Jarrell year a couple of months ago and said, who's the Broncos kid you're most excited about? And when he did not hesitate, he said, Pierre Cura straight away. So there are a couple of guys that will be leaving the Brisbane Broncos at the end of this season, Tommy Flegler um, and, of course, Palliasea. So there will be opportunities up there at the Brisbane Broncos next year, which is going to be super exciting. All right, for the Was. D-W-Z, what a game he had. Uh, what did he score? Three tries, uh, two tries, and was unlucky not to score three or four. Got very close on a few other occasions. He was fantastic out on that right wing for the New Zealand Warriors. Thought Chance was really strong, scored a good try, where he just picked out Ezra Mann, went hard at him. Montoya scored a try late, which is a really good team try from the New Zealand Warriors. I thought that was very nice. I'll tell you what I'm really enjoying watching with the New Zealand Warriors, and I have to take a bit of accountability here. It's something I've always slept on, and New Warriors fans have always spoken about it. The ball playing of Torhu Harris, I have been sleeping on him for a long time. have been watching him really closely the last few weeks, and whilst I think he has improved at it, uh, he really has just gone to a new level. Uh, I, I've been very, very impressed with his ball playing Torhu Harris, and the more I watch him, the more he rockets up my list of like, Premiere 13s. I probably had him at the bottom of that Premiere 13 list, uh, but he's starting to move his way up. He really is the complete package, obviously tough as nails, uh, but he's ball-playing. Very, very impressive. Uh, unlucky for the Warriors here, realistically. Um, you know, 26-22, they scored the same same amount of tries as the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, I thought there was a couple of moments there with the Broncos. Some of their tries, like the, the Jordan Ricky one, as I said, right on halftime. That was a real kick in the dick for the Warriors, and I personally did think it was a forward pass. Uh, but, I mean, the reality is that this game, the Broncos were up by 16 with six minutes left. So the Warriors did let the Broncos get out to too much of a lead. They managed to wrangle her back in, With the tries late to Chance and Montoya, and then Montoya scored what we thought was the match winner in the last few minutes. We sent it upstairs, and of course, uh, Adam Pompey had grabbed the jersey of, I think it was Dean Mariner, uh, which you know, would he have made the tackle mariner? I don't think so, but you can't do that. Uh, and I thought it was the complete right call. So uh, a, a tough one there for Warriors. But I mean, if you're going to grab jerseys off the ball uh, when they're in a position to make tackles, that's how it goes, unfortunately. So yeah, tough one there for the Wars, but I thought the right decision was made in the end. Um, and yeah, the Broncos, a good win for them. Obviously missing about five Origin players going over there to New Zealand. It doesn't get much tougher than that. Uh, Wars coming off of buyers. Well, So, a great win for the Broncos. Once again, though, Adam Reynolds, he was my best on the park. I thought he was fucking tremendous, and I don't think the Broncos get the job done if he was not on the field. All right, let's move to the late game Saturday night. The Canberra Raiders taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Unfortunately, this game was headlined uh, with the incident with Corey Hutterbeer and Noda. Uh, we do believe that he is okay. He posted something on Instagram the other day. Uh, very fucking scary scenes. Did not enjoy any part of those five or ten minutes but he is okay which is fantastic to see and um, a real moment where Rugby League is an absolute war and you're out there to kill each other but you could see the care and the time that the South Sydney players had for Corey straight away as it would have been the same with any other team in this competition uh, but I, I just thought it was a really good example of what Rugby League is all about at the end of the day mateship uh, welfare of players I thought it was fantastic so shout out to Corey um, I think I said on my live the other day Corey's made his mistakes uh, ha- ha- had his you know Screw ups and whatnot, but every everything I've ever had to do with him, which is only a handful of conversations, he's always been fantastic. So, um, yeah, we do wish him all the very best in his recovery. Uh, hopefully we see him out there very soon and out there again, but just more importantly we just do hope that Corey's health uh, is all good. Uh, the Canberra Raiders, though, winning this one 33 to 26. Jamal Fogarty field goal very very late uh, to take it to 33. Um, Corey Horsburgh played on the edge. I was a little bit iffy on it, didn't quite understand the move, but good God, he was good out there, he was tremendous, Corey Horsburgh, shaved the head, which was devastating, I I love watching Big Red out there with the mop, but uh, yeah, look, a good game from Corey Horsburgh, a lot of things, you know, he obviously scored a try early, then had a line break that led to one of Albert Hoppawade's three tries, had a couple of offloads, I thought he was great, shout out to Hoppawade, God, he's underrated. Camber Raiders re-signed him the other day, and I think it's such a good re-signing. And you got to remember with Hoppawade, he came through the grades meant to be an absolute gun. I remember in 2018, 2018, when I made my Instagram page, the uh, Super Coach Guru, um, I remember one of my first posts was about Wade and how he was going to burst onto the scene injuries and everything has derailed him for almost half a decade. Now he's finally in there and he's scoring three tries against the top four team. Uh, sensational to see in a win for the Canberra Raiders. So shout out to Hopawade. I really, really like the look of him. Uh, Tommy Starling scored a try too. Jared Croker broke down the edge. You, you thought he completely screwed the play up. To be fair, I did think Jack White overran Jared Croker. I saw Jack White throw his hands in the air. I personally thought he... Uh, I saw Jack White throw his hands in the air. I personally thought that he overran Jared Croker. Uh, but Tommy Starling scored that one uh, I thought Joe Tappanay was fantastic. Seb Chris, he got injured in this one. Um, so hopefully he is okay, because I think he's been really, really good for the Raiders this year. And there was a moment in this game, one of the Albert Hoppawade tries, where Seb Chris just caught and released at the right time. And I think it was a play that he probably would have... Uh, not probably. He wouldn't have been able to have do done that about eight weeks ago. So you can see the improvement in Seb Chris. and I do hope uh, that injury-wise, he is okay and he's able to feature next week. I actually haven't heard an update on how he is travelling. Um, Jordan Rapana did some really good things as well. Had a hand in the last try. 17 runs, 166 metres. Uh, he was everywhere, as per usual, Jordan Rapana, just being a pain in the arse. Six tackle breaks. Uh, you just hate to come up against this guy. Josh Papali, solid once again. 54 odd minutes, 200 run metres. At his age, he would be doing what he's doing. is incredible. And Joe Tapané, 20 runs, 227 metres, played 68 minutes in this game. Very, very impressive. 50 tackles for Joe Tapané, zero missed. He is an absolute warrior through the middle, Tapanay. so shout out to him. Uh, Let's move to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, A game obviously missing a couple of key origin troops. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, Cam Murray, Jai Arrow. And, of course, Campbell Graham, plenty of headlines about him during this week. He obviously pulled out of this game, so he was blatantly not 100% coming in to the New South Wales Blues camp. Uh, Jed Carr scored the first try. some, Some of the balls Cody Walker threw in this game. Parsi throws to Jed Cartwright. Pass he throws to Isaiah Tass. It's almost so good you just can't defend it. There was a moment the, when I, the Isaiah Tass try happened, you see Matty Timico. He shoots out of the line as he should, but then he starts to backtrack. And you just see, it's like there's a, a switch in, in Cody Walker's head that when you see someone backtracking, he just goes, Sweet, I've got you. And it's show over. Uh, AJ scored two tries. Some really nice passages from South Sydney to put him over. And then Cookie scored late. And this is, you know, a wrapped Cody Walker again. Uh, Jumped into dummy half. Someone else was there. He pushed him out of the way and said, no, I need the ball now. Damien Cook, you know, someone else jumped into hooker and he just went, okay, what can I do for the team right now? Pushed through the middle and a perfect kick uh, from Cody Walker. It's funnily enough, they they actually scored pretty much the exact same try a couple of weeks ago, except it was Latrell Mitchell to Cody Walker. Here it was Cody Walker to Damien Cook. Your big players stand up in those moments. Uh, So yeah, look, South Sydney, they lost this one. I think there was an injury late. Jed Cartwright, we do hope that he is okay. With the Canberra Raiders, Uh, a good win here. They'll be happy to walk away with this one. Obviously, a loss last week after winning, I think it was five in a row. Missing a couple of troops, a couple of guys out. Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead, that completely changes all of their defense. And they just managed to get the job done. And shout out to the Raiders. They scored 33 points. Uh, They're a team that you never really know where their points are going to come from. They live in the 1-12 to range, obviously, as we all know. But they managed to get the job done here. 33 points. Great to see. South Sydney, that's now two losses in a row. Last week, far from impressive. This week, missing Origin players and whatnot. I know that JD won't make excuses for them, uh, but two losses in a row. Keen to see how the South Sydney Rabbitohs bounce back here. All right, let's move to the last game of the week, the Newcastle Knights over the Manly Seagulls. Uh, really interesting start here. Obviously, Ruben Garrick scored off a Josh Schuster intercept from Kalen Ponga. I thought KP at the start of the game looked a little bit lethargic, um, which was very frustrating for me as a Kalon Ponga supercoach owner and captain, as you all know. But then he sort of bounced. Into gear and he started to deliver. He put uh, Lo- Lo- uh Lockie Croker. He put who did he put through? Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Sorry, not Lockie Croker. Put Lockie Fitzgibbon uh, through a hole at one point. Um. And he, it was a double movement, so that was called back. And then he, he did a couple of nice things with Marceau and Bradman Best and whatnot. Uh, Marceau, though, good God, what a monster. I imagine his stats must be off the fucking charts from that game. We'll just have a look at, I thought Dom Young was fantastic too, but Greg Marceau, three tries, Uh A&M runs, 182 metres, very solid, 41 post contact, three line breaks. Uh, how many tackle breaks did he have? I thought he would have had an absolute stack of tackle breaks. 13 tackle breaks, according to NRL.com. Bradman Best, eight. So in that corridor, 21 tackle breaks there by those two. Absolute juggernauts. Uh, Dane Gagai, a solid game. Um, You know, still ran for 165 metres at centre. So pretty fucking good stuff there, all things considered. I thought Gamble was really good in his touches that he had. He set up a nice try at one point. Never really overplayed his hand like Tyson can do. Uh, There was a moment there where Jackson Hastings put in a perfect kick for him that was just... You know, a a very off-the-top-of-the-head play, but he's just a goer, as always, Tyson Gamble. Jacko had a good game, missed a couple of kicks, hit the post a couple of times, which was unlucky. The scoreline could have gone out a little bit more. Uh, But, yeah, look, you you could just see the class of Kalen Ponga. When the game was on the line, he got more and more involved. He wanted the ball more. Um, They threw a couple of – I think there was two intercepts. Josh Schuster scored took an intercept, obviously gave it to Reuben Garrick, and then I think Jackson threw one to Jason Saab. When you throw an intercept to Jason Saab, you can put the glasses down and go stand behind the post realistically. Um, so, look, I, I thought that Newcastle were a lot better than what the scoreline indicated. I also thought Newcastle were a lot better um, than sort of ha- how their, their, their performance played out, just because Manly kept coming in the game. Uh, Shout out to Phoenix Crossland, if you had him in supercoach like I did. He's been a bit of a pain in the ass the last few weeks, but this was the round that he had to deliver. Came up with a big 77. Scored a try, pretty bang average try, all as it was, obviously, uh, but managed to get the job done there and did what we needed from him. Thought Dom Young was fantastic as well. 13 runs, 227 meters. He obviously went the length uh, of a hit-up, essentially, but that's the sort of ability uh, that this kid has got. Adam Elliott, solid once again, through the middle. Lachlan Fitzgibbon didn't finish this game. He obviously went off about the 55-minute mark. So, look, it didn't all go to plan for Newcastle. They just had to make it work, and um, I thought they were good. I thought Daniel Saifedi was very good as well, got through a lot of work, as did Jacob, to be fair. Both had to play 45 minutes plus, and both did really well. So, Newcastle uh, going into a bye, that'll be It'll be a much more enjoyable buy than their last one, which was the game against Parramatta, where they got their pants pulled down and fucking embarrassed. So, they'll be happy about that, and they can build off the back of it. I think they've now got a buy leading into the Panthers um so that'll be Panthers I think just about full strength unless Ivan chooses to rest people so big test for Newcastle but last time they played the Panthers a couple of weeks ago they really really pushed them so interesting times there and if KP can deliver in that game and if the Queensland are down 1-0 maybe we can open up the conversation of KP coming back in but long way down the track uh let's have a look at the Manly Seagulls as I said one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1 dot com. Two tries off intercepts. Their other their other try was off Lockie Croker, which was of a rebound, but I think they deserved a try in that moment. Realistically, um, you know. Yeah, look, Manly weren't great, but when you take out Gerbo, Turbo and DC, I didn't really expect too much out of this side, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought they held their own. I thought that Lockie Croker had a really good game. I thought Schuster, it was just good to see him take control. I know it wasn't his greatest game of all time. He had some unbelievable moments and whatnot, and sometimes, uh, just because he does things a little bit unorthodox at times, he's an easy guy to bag. Uh, But I thought it was just great to see him take control. I, I fully expected him to sit down the left edge and just wait for the ball to come to him in this game. He was playing both... Both sides of the Rocky took control of this side and you know they didn't get the win, but oh, I thought Schuster it was just good to see him take that initiative. That's what you want to see from this guy. KO Weeks at fullback. Look, he had a red hot crack, but I would be putting Ruben Garrick there. And I'm I'm very, very surprised that Ruben Garrick isn't the fullback there. You have a look at their stats uh for the back five for the Seagulls. KO Weeks, 10 runs. Saab seven runs. Brad Parker, seven. Kohler, seven. Ruben Garrick, ten. Um, you know for you know for only two guys to get into double digits for runs and only and they only be 10 uh you'd be pretty disappointed with your back five there uh who played well in this one i thought Toa simply was fantastic a guy that once again if you had him for super coach for a couple of weeks he's come back at the perfect time in this buy uh 14 runs 165 run meters i thought he was really really solid was unlucky not to score a try at one point i thought fineu was good as well on the edge didn't finish the game, played 77 minutes. I'm not sure why he came off. I hope it's not injury or anything, uh, but I thought he was solid. But, yeah, look, a game that, yes, they lost by 10 points, but I never really felt like Manly. From, from about the 25-minute mark on, I felt like Newcastle were always going to win this game. They did start well, to be fair, Manly. Uh, but, yeah, three tries, two intercepts. Uh, Sort of is what it is, but missing, you know, the way that they structure their salary cap and their squad, it is so top-heavy. And when you take out those three big top-heavy guys, uh, life obviously becomes very, very difficult. So a good win by the Newcastle Knights. Uh, I think they were better than what the score line indicates in that one. All right, guys, I'm going to head into Blokinabar Studios now to do the deep review and our origin preview. It's going to be a cracking episode. Really, really looking forward to bringing it your way. Uh, And there'll be plenty more content coming over the next 20. 24 hours on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.